You are listening to my station, your station, ZFM Stereo. Hoping that you enjoyed the music there. And, of course, a big thank you to uh, Mona Lisa for taking care of you earlier on. And, uh, of course, Martha Mamombe. Our time at exactly half past eight. It is time for Health Matters. This is Health Matters with patience. Your choice, your life. Yes, indeed, it is time for Health Matters. And this is something that we do every single Thursday from 8.30 through to 9 o'clock. And joining me this evening is Dr. Chikide. Dr. Chikide, welcome and how are you? Thank you, patients. Uh, I'm all right. How are you? I am great. Now, um, if you have any questions at all, uh, do send them through to our WhatsApp zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. Today, we're going to be looking at painkillers. Now, um, we keep painkillers. Some of us keep painkillers in our homes just to make sure that in case something happens, somebody has a headache, somebody has a little bit of ache and pain, uh, we are able to give them one or two. Some of us keep them on ourselves, in the handbag, somewhere, in the car, um, in the wallet, just in case uh, something happens and you need to continue with your day, you need to work or you're traveling. And so we're going to be looking at painkillers. Dr. Chikide, what are painkillers and how do they work? Thank you, patients. Um, <clears throat> so basically, painkillers are also known as uh, analgesics. So their their job basically is to relieve pain. So that's what they are. They are drugs that help us to relieve pain, basically. And how they work is going to differ with the type of the painkiller because there are several types or maybe several classes. Um, but in general, um, I know th- there's a little joke where s- someone was saying, how is it that I, when I have a headache, I have to swallow a tablet and then the headache stops. So how does it know where to go? Where to go, and exactly. It, and it doesn't go anywhere else, just goes straight straight to the so head. So how do they work? So basically how they work is that they block signals uh, that are going to our brain to say there is pain somewhere. And they can also block signals that are coming from the brain in response to pain signals. So it, it doesn't necessarily stop the pain. It just blocks you from feeling it. Exactly. So they are basically either blocking the brain's perception of pain or blocking the brain's interpretation of the pain so that that answer does not get to where the pain is to tell you that oh this is painful and what is in a painkiller an average painkiller what is in there so it's it's quite a difficult question to answer to say what is in it but basically what we I don't know how to put it across, but I can say there are different types of painkillers. So, yes. so you have, uh, for instance, you have your paracetamol. Some people will classify it on its own. Your paracetamol to be classified on its own. Why? And why then, is that? It's. Um, ha! Huh, I really don't know why it's, it's put on its own, but yeah, paracetamol is. It's in a class of its own. It's a very, very good. Is is it uh, the mildest? Yes, exactly. That's that's the first one. That's the go-to before we go to all those other big names. We start there. 
Okay. We start with paracetamol. And then we have what we call non-steroidal anti-inflammatory uh, drugs. Basically, in short, NSAIDs. So this is your ibuprofen, what people call brufen, your aspirin, your indocid, indomethacin, and so on and so forth. Those but but, but do we, don't we also have aspirin? Don't we have some of these uh, components within the paracetamol as well? No. So no. paracetamol okay. is just basically paracetamol or okay. what they no call aspirin. acetaminophen. Okay. Yes. Right. And then other drugs will also have aspirin in them. So maybe it can come with different brand names. Some people will call it uh, no pain, uh, caffeinol, okay. and whatever. But the, the main component in there is the particular drug itself, the, 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 the one that's in there. So that can be paracetamol. If it's an NSAID, like I said, that can be ibuprofen with another brand name. Um, Are these things that we should actually be reading? When, when we purchase these over-the-counter over uh, painkillers? I think yes, definitely. We should really know what drug it is. It's not enough to just know the brand name, but the brand name doesn't tell you much, but it's important to know what's the active ingredient, which is what you're asking anyway. Mm. The active ingredient, that's the drug itself that's going to do the, yeah, whatever it's going to do. So apart from paracetamol NSAIDs, we also have what you call opioids. So opioids can be uh, uh, the, 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 the more weak ones, weak opioids, and then the more stronger ones. So weak ones, we can talk of tramadol as the main example there. And then the stronger ones, that's where you have your morphine, your codeine, uh, oxycodone. Basically, these are also drug of abuse, so to say. Mm. So these are the main classes. There's also another class which you call adjuvants, adjuvants uh, class of uh, painkillers. These ones are not necessarily painkillers alone. They are primarily something else. So it's a drug that is an antidepressant or an anti-seizure, but it has properties that can help with analgesia or with relief of pain, either by potentiating another a drug that you're already on a painkiller and helping it stay in the body longer or be more potent but it also becomes part of the group of painkillers yeah, wow something like that if you're just tuning in this is a uh, health matters my name is patience musa and joining me this evening um is dr chikide if you do have any questions at all send them through to our whatsapp zero seven three one one six eight zero four five now should we be self-prescribing painkillers, over-the-counter painkillers? Uh, what kind of pain should we self-prescribe these over-the-counter painkillers? Okay, so to start with, um, over-the-counter painkillers are over-the-counter because these are drugs that have been deemed to be safe enough, in courts, to be safe enough for people to self-prescribed at a mm. given point so you have a headache you can go into a, a drugstore or a pharmacy to buy a drug that's over the counter that will relieve the pain that's okay um but the general advice is that you shouldn't take you shouldn't take it for more than three days without consulting a doctor so you have a headache you've taken your paracetamol paracetamol is, is one of those OTCs or over-the-counter drinks. It's the main one that we have in this country. It should be, yeah, it should be the main one and maybe other aspirin-containing drugs that are over-the-counter. 
so you can't take it but if the headache is continuing in, and it's three days post you starting your your paracetamol then you you are required to see a doctor so that you then get a proper maybe prescription medications or a proper guidance on how you can we can then treat the pain because after all like you said uh, the pain is still there yes so there is something that's wrong there and they're not stopping that exactly like <laughs> like what what the 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 the, the legend to said we, we want to know what chi so that's important it's not just about treating the pain we need to know where did it come from otherwise if we if we don't treat that then it keeps coming uh, now you mentioned all the different types of painkillers and then you went on to mention the stronger ones the more addictive ones the likes of uh, morphine are all painkillers addictive including the over-the-counter painkillers okay very good question actually I think I can say no. The ones that we are more worried about addiction are the opioids. These are the ones that have problems with with addiction and with dependency and overdose and so on and so forth. I think if we if if anyone has been following uh, the media over the last maybe couple of years, you'd realize that in the in the western countries they have had issues with their pharmaceutical companies being sued uh, because of opioid um, dependence and opioid abuse. So a lot, a number of patients have died because of overdosing opioids. Basically, what has happened over the years is that opioids, are, they are very good in that they are very effective in treating pain. They are very, very effective. But the problem is they are also addictive. And when they are continuously prescribed long-term use, other people have not been able to get themselves off it. And even if when they are not in pain, they still need the drug and they are in trouble. Um, so people have been suing these pharmaceutical companies which were producing these drugs to say you've caused grave problems in society, in communities, in families, and so on and so forth. So these are the ones that we speak about addiction mostly, not your regular paracetamol and your non-steroidals that we mentioned earlier. Now, we have um, a habit of uh, taking uh, what, I, what I'm going to call hand-me-down painkillers. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're not feeling too good, you have a headache, an ache here and there, and you, you're looking for painkillers. No, painkillers are hospital two weeks ago. Is it wise? Should we be taking uh, painkillers that are not over the counter? But is this wise? What do these painkillers actually do to our bodies? Okay, very, very good question. Um, and the answer is no. We shouldn't be taking hand me down painkillers because they do have effects that, untold effects to, to our bodies. So when, in the process of prescribing painkillers, as a medical practitioner, I go through a process in my mind to determine what drug I should give a patient, for instance. So the process involves, uh, for starters, I need to be able to score the pain. So you come to me and you tell me that you, you have a sprain in your ankle, okay? So I go through a process 
to try and determine what painkiller I should give you based on the symptoms that you have told me, based on the signs that I have Do exactly my film last week, Doctor Saka. I'm sure So now, in that situation, there is no professional who's actually going through the same process of trying to determine how if that medication you're going to take is going to work for you. But the process, of course, it's, it's involving to say we can start with paracetamol, we can go to the next one, we can go to the next one, based on, on all the data and all the findings that we have already to understand how we give painkillers. But it's also based on your response to it. So uh, patients, you have come with an issue that needs... Yeah, this particular painkiller, but I know this painkiller works, but you tell me, ah, I get heartburn sometimes, I get stomach aches sometimes. So I know if I'm giving you this painkiller, it may exacerbate these particular symptoms and give you worse problems. So this is not a painkiller I should give to you. Then I decide to give you another one based on this process that I'm talking about. True. So now when we self-prescribe like that or when we get hand-me-downs, we are not going through the same process. So we might get drugs that might work for patient A, but may not necessarily work in the exact same way for patient B because of the difference in side effect profile, the difference in response, the, the difference in comorbidities or other conditions that people are being treated with. So BP, analgesia yake, that we need to select for them that is different from someone who doesn't have hypertension for example so that's that's why it's very wrong to to get hand me downs now a, a lot of times i i grew up by hearing uh, you know people saying that if you take uh, painkillers too often at some point they stop working is this true okay very good question so i i i think in a way it may be true, but then it depends on the particular class of drugs we are talking about. So, so drugs that do not have what you call tolerance uh, will not, you will not cause that same effect. So, tolerance is we can define it as um, I need one smoke for me to feel the high of smoking. Then the next day, one smoke is no longer enough for me. I need two for me to feel the same high I felt yesterday. And then it goes on and on until I'm increasing and increasing the amount that I take so that I can have the same effect. So I think then that tolerance, it works, but um, it, it would work in, in drugs, maybe such as opioids, uh, your, your very strong opioids. Those are the ones that could go through the same process. If the patient is not taking them properly or they are not prescribed properly, then yes, they can have that effect. But your regular drugs, your paracetamol, no, take it. It's, it's uh, almost as good as very safe in most circumstances. And it's, it's a very good drug. You know, I, I've realized that if, if you consult a patient, if you see a patient at, 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 a, at a clinic and they're coming in with pain and you tell them, ah, for this... I'm going to give you paracetamol. They look at you like, so you mean I came all this way for you to give me paracetamol? But it actually works. It's a very, very good drug. I think I'm one of those people. <laughs> it's a very good drug. 
and it works for your fever it works for your pain and we know it works in a number of situations and even if you come the next day with something else I'll still tell you that paracetamol is going to work for you. Because the process starts like that. I, I give your, your pain medications based on the score of the pain and also starting from the, 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 the lowest one, going to a stronger one. So your paracetamol says, then your non-steroidals, then we go on to, uh, to your weak opioids, then we go to your, to your opioids. So if you show up today, I won't just say, okay, you're in pain, I'm giving you morphine. No, I'm going to start with paracetamol. Okay. And then go in that process like that. If you're just tuning in, we're my station, your station, ZFM Stereo, Thursday evening, and we are talking health. Health matters with me, Patience Musa, and in the studio with me is Dr. Chikide. And today we're focusing on painkillers. If you do have any questions, send them through to our WhatsApp, 0731168045. A lot of questions coming uh, through, uh, Doc, but most of them to do with the various uh, painkiller brands. And this these questions have uh, to do with things that we talked about in the beginning of this conversation, uh, you know, as to the different types of brands out there. So um, when you look at the different painkillers that we have available in the Zimbabwean market right now, unfortunately... I cannot mention any names, uh, but we do have a variety of brands out there. So, uh, are they? Are they similar and it's just difference in brand? And uh, what are maybe the what 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 do they have in common? Do they have uh, some type of a I was looking at you like, uh, Dr. Like I, I need to finish that. Finish statement. that. <laughs> for me. Do they have a, a, a similar ingredient, chemical that's in there that's similar? Are they similar? Uh, are some of them stronger and or weaker? Do we have to read to not to Munema Grams Mangani, Munema Grams Mangani, so that we know what in the pain and denial, I think Dwari is stronger. How does it, how do we navigate our, our way around that? Okay, so it's it's tough even for me as a medical uh, practitioner to come here and then tell you that painkiller X works mm. really well. Uh, in fact, it's illegal. It's actually illegal for me to do that. Um, so, like I said earlier on, we focus on the on the generic name, not on the brand name. I don't mind what brand you go by. If I tell you you need to get ibuprofen. That's the generic name. That's that's the that's the drug. Oh, so 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 that so so that's not the name of a brand. I've always thought it's the name of a brand. No, ibuprofen is the actual drug. Is the actual drug. Yes. So therefore, when we are buying these painkillers, we should look at that. Could, are you buying? Have you bought? Are you buying ibu ibuprofen? Ibuprofen. Yeah. Or a paracetamol. Yes, exactly. Or am I buying aspirin? Or am I buying indocid, indomethacin? Am I buying tramadol? So to us, that's what's more important. Even when I prescribe, I make sure that I prescribe it using the generic name. When you get to a pharmacist, most of the time it becomes a choice of the pharmacist to give you whatever Which brand, brand that they have. Or they could ask you, I, I know I've, I've gone to buy medication at one pharmacy and said, I want this drug. And then they, tell, they told me with three types, we have... An, an, an imported one, we have a local one, we have what, what, and this is, 
I, I, I asked, do they have any difference whatsoever? They said, no. Okay. They are all just fine. And I said, okay, so give me the local one then. <laughs> because <laughs> at least I'm supporting hmm. local uh, pharmaceutical companies. Um, and then the other thing maybe that could make others. So I know this person was saying, how can we compare? So there are comparisons, of course. So comparisons have to do with some brands will have five milligram tablets. And then some, some brands can do a 20 milligram tablet. So if you are going to take a higher dose of that particular drug, you would definitely prefer to take the brand that have bigger tablets. You understand? Mm -hmm. Some brands have, have, have brought down their doses, like not their doses, the size of the tablet itself into minute, minute drugs with the same amount of dosage of the actual ingredient oh, okay. as other bigger drugs so if if you're going to compare to a very big tablet and a small one you'd want the small one definitely if the dosage is the same some brands have made it easier for kids to take medication so it's sweeter and so on and so forth so i would choose that for my kid because i don't want them to struggle to take medication when they need to some brands have made them chewable so that should be maybe the process that you can go through to choose but otherwise for me, it's, it's not really a thing for me to say, go buy this particular brand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we, as we all know, everything has side effects. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, what are the side effects of these uh, painkillers, even over-the-counter painkillers? What, what are the side effects okay. over time and uh, even immediately? Okay. So... Your over-the-counter, maybe the main one is paracetamol. So paracetamol is mostly a very safe drug. If taken in the right doses, in the right quantities, in the right frequency as well, it's, it's mostly a very good drug. It doesn't have a lot of problems, but it can cause liver injury or, or liver problems. So we do is, it, is this over time or? Yes, over time, over long-term use. Okay. Or especially in patients who already have liver problems. So people with liver cirrhosis or people with hepatitis and so on and so forth. So they could be in trouble of, 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 yeah, of getting more liver problems because of paracetamol. And then your non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, so your, your brufen, uh, your indocid uh, aspirin, blah, blah, blah. They, they also have issues to do with the enzyme that they block for them to uh, not uh, like to stop pain so i don't know if i should go into that but basically what it can cause is an increased risk in peptic ulcer disease so your your, your acids and how they can uh, the increased acid production now it can affect so the which is lining. why it's important for us to actually pay attention to what's written there which you mustn't take it for over so many days exactly Exactly. So you can have bleeding from your from your stomach, vomit blood, or you know get blood in your in your stool. Uh, they can also cause an increased risk of uh, cardiovascular events. So the heart, like the heart stopping, myocardial infarction, and so on and so forth. They can increase risk of getting strokes. Um, I think that's pretty much that about anything. I don't know if there's anything else that I've left out. Uh, and then your opioids. Your opioids are that. They are the dangerous ones, and they are the ones that are prone to abuse uh, because, yeah, they are addictive for status. 
but they can cause nausea a lot of nausea and vomiting they can cause respiratory depression so your breathing might be a bit more lousy because of opioids uh, they can cause constipation it's one of the common side effects of uh, morphine and other opioids constipation um yeah pretty much i think yeah they can they can also cause an increased tendency to get fractures yeah for some reason they can do that and they are a really uh, yeah problematic bunch of drugs but they are very useful i'm happy in this country so far i've not come across anywhere where it's documented that we have an opioid challenge or an opioid problem uh in other whereby, countries whereby people are abusing it yeah whereby people are, are abusing it. It, it 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 can be there it, it must be there probably um but in other countries it's an epidemic so it's an actual epidemic and they've had to decrease the amount of prescriptions opioid prescriptions that they do so they try to solve this problem but then we have patients that require this drug so much that depend on it because all regular analgesia or painkillers won't working like our cancer patients especially our cancer patients most of them are supposed to be on opioids because they really help so we need them but nonetheless they have these these side effects well our time uh with uh, at uh, three minutes uh two and uh, we are running out of time three minutes to nine this is uh, health matters with me patients musa thursdays from 8 30 to 9 and now looking at it that we have a few minutes left i do have a few just one question for you and this is uh this is about storage of these uh, of these drugs now a lot of times when you buy these painkillers they're in a box and uh, you know they're covered up there's foil involved or maybe they're in a little uh, uh, tin um, container that has cotton wool uh, and, and I grew up is that true <laughs> okay very good question so to answer that you need to read the packaging I can answer for 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 the brands but the the brands will know what they use uh, apart from the active ingredient of that particular drug i mean they use other stuff that could decompose or whatever de whatever like with exposure to sun to heat and so on and so forth so storage is something that is really important and you should read the packaging and know what is expected but most of them is store in a cool dry place away from children we don't want our children to take this but they don't know they will take everything and we will be in trouble but yeah basically that's how i think we should store our painkillers but sometimes uh, even this is on our because uh, uh, but before you go uh, doc thank you so much for coming through um is there anything else you'd like to add yeah i would i just realized um on my whatsapp so someone just texted me and said so what are you saying you guys we should enjoy pain <laughs> absolutely not that's not the message we are we are driving it here what we're saying is if you have pain make sure you are not taking three days of of self-prescribing with over-the-counter drugs without seeing 
a medical doctor or health professional you have to be seen so that you get the the, the correct drugs in the correct doses and in the correct frequency and we're also saying don't just get drugs from gogo or don't buy drugs on the bus i've had people people someone wrote on my facebook to say please talk about this people are selling NSAIDs in buses mm -hmm. like 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 they sell bananas like brufen 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 here yeah that's absolutely wrong we shouldn't be we shouldn't be buying those it, it's not right drugs should only be bought with a prescription that has been written by a medical professional who has consulted you and has determined by a rigorous process to say this is the painkiller that you require that's how it should work yeah dr chikide thank you so much for coming through i'm hoping um whilst you're listening right now that you have lent a lot still getting a lot of messages coming through people throwing brand names around unfortunately this is not about brand so it's important that you actually read brand name iroro rine drug